0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Great Day Podcast. I'm your friend and host, Mayor Kay. And today we're hanging out with Dan and Becca from Half Half Travel. I met Becca over eight years ago while I was backpacking China. She actually speaks fluent Mandarin. How cool is that? And she recently launched a walking food tour in Chinatown here at NYC. Becca and her boyfriend Dan launched Half Half Travel. They both love to travel and are talented with the camera. So voila, they put together this incredible brand A lot of fun. You can find it on Instagram, and they have their own website. Together, they have a wealth of info, which they share through photos and articles, and right here on this podcast. That's, like, the beautiful thing about, like you know podcasting and videoing with like people who actually know photography and videography like we actually came up here setting the podcast up and we we were missing a couple of the um tripod heads and dan you were able to hook us up (laughs) with that so thank you no
1: problem yeah man Glad i can help Mm -hmm. and
0: big shout out for you guys for allowing me to come here and opening up your beautiful apartment here in brooklyn for us to host this podcast how you guys doing today half and half traveling the house
2: doing good
0: doing pretty good how are you Yeah, great awesome 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 so I mean, it's, it's it's a beautiful occasion to be able to uh, have this because you guys are usually on the move, moving a and shaking, traveling the world, discovering new places, new foods, new ideas, new experiences. So is it hard for you to like be here now in Brooklyn and set, like settling down? Is that, is that a hard word to say in one sentence? Is it-
2: I don't think we like to call it settling down. It's more of like a we're here, we live here, and we love being able to see family and friends. Mm. And be here for holidays and have our routines and our bodegas we go to and all those things. But we always look forward to the next trip, and I think a lot of what we like to do together is plan that trip.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, before there was half, half, half travel, there was you. I mean, you were two individuals, right? There was Dan, yeah. there was Becca. So, like, take me back before this brand came to be, and I love to hear like the journey of how you guys developed this incredible brand. You both had this passion for for traveling. Just share with me quickly, what, what drew you to traveling? What was something that, yeah, sparked within you? like, I got to see the world?
1: So it started with me in 2016, and I was really stuck where I was, you know, the same commute every day, same thing every single day, and I, I wanted to move, I didn't know where, and I decided to move to, like, the world, I guess, so I decided to to travel and kind of get inspired by other places and use that as my inspiration and things that really excite me to, like, Find new things, photograph new things, and and stuff like that. So, I traveled for a year straight. Wow! Went to twelve cities in twelve months. Incredible! That's and then insane. during that time, Becca and I were dating long distance. So oh. that was kind of the initial spark of half half. So
0: I mean, so one second, you guys, you you meet. There's a spark there. There's there's a relationship being built, and then you're like, yo, I'm out. Like. Well- <laughs>
2: Kind of. It was like on our first date, he mentioned that he wanted to go travel for a while. Uh-huh. And me. So you put, you
0: put the cards out there right from the get go. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was
2: actually what I think made us seem so compatible immediately was he was like, I want to travel for a while. And I was like, you should totally do that. Wow. Because, Support it. Okay. Right. Because yeah. if we can backtrack a while, Mayor and I met in okay, yeah. Chabad of Shanghai, China, where we were both living in Asia. That's right. For a while, so for since I can remember, I've loved to travel. My first time abroad was 2009, which is now 10 years ago in Hong Kong on my own as an exchange student, mm. and then after college, moved to Shanghai to pursue pursue a a short career in teaching English to small children.
0: Yeah, I thought that was, <laughs> it was so incredible. Yeah, Like you mentioned like we met in, in the in the Chabad over there, and it was. Right, away, I mean, the energy was there. I thought it was so crazy and so amazing that you had like this, like secret talent of like speaking Mandarin, which oh, is like. <laughs> um, are you still brushing up on that? Are you still, totally, are you, yeah, yeah still practicing. rocking that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So like, there, like, that, there was that element that, I, of course, like, um, for me, traveling and meeting new people was. I mean, it's always part of my life, but that was my first engaging with the world on my by myself without under the umbrella of Chabad and like and stuff, just going on my own. So it was a nice, it was a nice kickoff to be able to like start off in Shanghai. Feeling the comforts of home and Chabad and meeting right. you know meeting people and then going three months and it all actually turned into seven months throughout throughout Asia but so that's really cool so you always you always love traveling mm-hmm. both of you and from the get go you guys met and mm-hmm. uh, it was like okay this is great but we both want to travel and do our own thing
2: right so he want Dan was telling me about this twelve month trip where he could take his job remotely and keep that job while traveling with this group called Remote Year mm. um and I was like that sounds amazing. Whereas other people might be like, oh, we just like started dating and that might mean we have to be away from each other. But I was like, you should really do that.
0: Wow. (laughs) That's insane. So, I mean, would that be like a tip? Like how, so when it comes to like dating, like what, how, how is it so, how have you guys been able to keep that, like that spark alive? Because like you're here you are. I mean, we think, at least I think like when it comes to prioritizing a relationship it's you have to be there together, spending Mm -hmm. all these, creating these moments together. So I mean, obviously you got creative in and, and half half travel, but mm-hmm. was what what's does it take, what kind of work does it take to have such a longest relationship, you know, yeah. unfold?
1: I mean, for us we talked every day on the phone. And that meant depending on the time zone we were in, it meant either I was going to bed or Becca was waking up or she was leaving work and I was going wow. to bed. Or there was a situation when what, you were leaving work and I was still out for the night because I was in Europe. No, oh, wow. I,
2: I was out for the night and you were also out for the night, even though you were six hours.
1: Oh, right. Forward. <laughs> That's what it was. Love it. But yeah. we still sort of made an effort to talk every day, and I think that actually made us closer because when you date somebody and you're in the same city or whatever, you don't always see each other every day. You don't always talk on the phone every day. You don't mm-hmm. always text every day. But when you know we did, we ended up talking way more than what we would have normally. And another thing
2: is we were kind of like assessing our relationship maybe like halfway through that year, saying like this time that we do spend together when we get to visit each other, we're taking these road trips through Portugal and we're sitting together on 12 hours of bus rides in rural Colombia and we're exploring Barcelona and whatever else. we, We And we're in Argentina and we're spending like more quality time with each other in these short spurts than other people who, you know, work 14-hour days, go home, go to bed, and do it again, right. get to spend with each other.
0: So, right. So do you find it harder now in a way? Because, like, yeah, traveling with somebody in these remote, amazing countries, like, it's fun, it's adventure, mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful, it's romantic. But, like, coming back to an apartment in Brooklyn, the, the, day, the day-to-day things, is it right. harder to sustain that spark and to be in a relationship?
1: I don't think so. I mean. We both hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about it again. This is couples therapy, <laughs> man. Hmm. Oh. So, I mean, we spent a lot of time together, like, on our weekends, like, it's basically the same thing. So, taking a little step back, when we were apart for so long, and then when Becca would visit, in that year, she visited four times. I came back home once. Wow. So every three, four months, we saw each other. What was the
0: longest period of time that you were away from each other? It
2: was the first period of time because we planned poorly, you could say. And in the time when Dan left until when I saw him for the first time almost four months later, I had planned a trip with one of my best girlfriends to go to South Africa. Uh So in the time I could have been seeing Dan, I was on this, like, ladies' trip to South Africa. No regrets because, Uh like. It was also summer for both of us. And like, you know, your mind's on everything in the summer. Like, it's beautiful out.
1: There's like <laughs> yeah. sure. distractions.
0: Oh, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, then, totally.
1: but then so when we when we did see each other, we were with each other 24 hours. Like, there weren't really any times when we went our own ways. We had all of our days were together. So that was kind of a thing that we kind of really enjoyed. And then coming back here, we still kind of do that. So the weekends more or less are still full time. And then our schedules have have varied depending on what's what's been happening. But Mondays, we're almost always together also.
2: These days. These
1: days. These days. Like, yeah. right now, Mondays are our day to also be together. So And we're filming this on Monday. Mm-hmm. This is great, yeah. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. So we've, we've kind of made it work, and we've kind of, like, used that as a thing that, that works really well for us. But other people really like their space. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on who you are, how much you value your space, or what, what Works for you really,
2: although if you do value your, your space, you probably shouldn't move to New York, any of the boroughs, because you don't get a lot of that. <laughs> so, not say, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you guys did a great job with what you did with your apartment. It's quite roomy, it Thank feels you. nice, yeah. But it, that's a good point. When you guys decided to like live, live this lifestyle long this relationship, traveling, did your folks get involved? Like, what or like what's wrong with you guys? Like, they got excited that a, you're in a relationship, but also be like, are you guys working on this relationship? Was it hard to convey that?
2: Yeah, I think they were a little worried. I mean, any, anyone who sees something non-conventional is going to worry. And around that time, I had this friend who was also dating someone long distance. And before Dan and I kind of went full force with choosing to be long distance with each other, I checked in with a bunch of friends who had done the long distance thing before, kind of just to like pacify myself to say like, have people done this? Does it work? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, I've had a lot of very positive role models of friends who've I don't want to say survived, but people always say like, did you survive long distance like it's an illness or something?
0: Right, right. And
2: like, it, no, like people who pulled through long distance and are now married and a lot of people who were people I was, who were in my group of friends in Shanghai who had chosen to go to Shanghai because it was an opportunity um, and had someone at home or someone who joined them later. And so I got to see a lot of positivity mm. around people in long distance who made it work for them and who saw it as a way to learn about
0: themselves. Wow, I mean that's, that's amazing. Do you guys have anything planned for the future? Do you think moving forward you'll be moving to like traveling together, or will you keep on traveling separately? As I think we'll
1: always travel together. Yeah. So I think that the traveling. How apart, do you find together? Well, you know, I guess I mean sitting next to each other on an airplane. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. It's not in, you know, my heart emotionally oh, emotionally connected. I get it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but but I yeah, feel
0: like, I feel. I feel like in a way, through through what you you know to segue into what you have guys done in, in half 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 travel is that you sort of are traveling together in in sorts of bringing your own oh, experiences like and and you know these two halves making a whole. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. I guess we should actually talk about how half half travel got started.
0: That's a great question. I Thanks. like that. Yes. I'm so
2: glad we all agree. <laughs> um, half half travel started as a way for Dan and I to have something to work on while we were in this time apart, and we've. We th- actually kind of toward the end of our long distance relationship, which we knew the long distance part was coming to an end. We thought, should this idea die or should it like live forward and should we rebrand and make it about us being together? And I didn't want it to die because we had all this traction and like not attention on us, so to speak, but like people you- had started like asking me about it, like, how's half half travel? Like, do you have any new photos or any new stories? And I said, this isn't something to like put away in a box. So we ran with it, and now it's called half-half, but it's like two halves make a whole.
0: Yes. And here we
2: are together. The movie spin is like
1: each of our perspectives make up one half. Hmm. So when we do the photos, it's kind of like each of our inputs.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you take, I mean, so b- before that, so you were traveling. And so initially, before you guys went traveling, the idea w- wasn't in existence. It was while mm. you were
1: traveling, like, hey,
0: how can we contribute to each mm. other? How can we have a project that, Yeah. and so it just came out together. And yeah. the creative spark just like, okay, hmm, interesting. You're taking photos, I take photos, right. let's just bring it together. Yeah. And
2: sometimes we, it would be a way for us to plan things. Yeah. It'd be like, okay, let's both set out and take a photo of an orange, which okay. is, Something we did. And it's actually, this is one of the photos in our Instagram feed. If you scroll way back two years ago, we, he was in Argentina. I was here in New York and I learned that there's a saying in Spanish called, tu eres mi media naranja, which is translates to you are the other half of my orange. Oh, <laughs> and that's, that's beautiful. what people say in Spanish to say, you're my other half. Or like that person's my other half orange.
0: So there's, there's, there's levels to, yeah. to you know, set subtle So right it had point. like
2: so many meanings. And so Dan and I both took photos of half an orange and put them together to make a full orange.
0: Love it. So that answers my question that you, there are specific times we go out and you're like, okay, mountain range. Sometimes. Or, or yeah. like, you know, ocean and then yeah. you paste and you put it together.
1: Sometimes. Yeah. It's it's more rare that we did that in the past than kind of look through our photos. Or like Becca would look through some of the photos that I posted On Instagram or like share it on wherever I was sharing them, and she would pull those photos, match it with something that she's taken in the past. Yeah, Mm. but like sometimes, so like there's there's one situation where I took a picture of a tiny car in in Prague. I love that one. I love that one. Yeah, and the police car and the New York and then then, yeah, and then but the funny thing about that is I think we wanted to post it somewhere.
0: For those who don't know, it's it's a picture of like you're
1: yeah, it's a picture of a tiny car that's orange on a slanted street, and then that's my side. Becca's side was a picture of a tiny New York City car. I don't know what those like are. Like a little smart car police yeah. car. Yeah, 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 yeah. A
0: little a fun little, like, Lego yeah, toy yeah. It looks like. Yeah. But the funny
1: <laughs> thing about that is for some reason one of the sides turned out really low quality and Becca had to scurry around the city to try to find...
2: It was because Oprah <laughs> Magazine wanted a oh, copy yeah. of this photo. Oh, okay. A little name drop there. In Oprah. Okay, okay.
1: Um, and you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, And so we had to send them a high-res version of it, and my side was too crappy, like it was from a phone or whatever
1: it was Mm -hmm. from. I think we didn't save the original version or whatever the case of... Becca had to scurry around and try to find another tiny car. And it's one of those things when... You see them all the time, but when you need to take a picture of one, yes. none to be found. Oh, for sure, so, I feel yeah. <laughs> the same way. When I was doing high five New York, yeah, and I was like looking for people to like.
0: I I tried the concept out the day before; it worked really well. People like I high five people; they were positive about it. Next day, I went out to film it. The moment I like I consciously locked the eyes uh-huh. with somebody, I'm gonna go and high five that person. They got a cab right away. Yeah, oh. it like took me literally over two days to get the amount of people I yeah. needed for a video. Yeah, so I totally get it. Like you know, the car yeah. just starts moving yeah. around. So we were just chasing after cop cars like, in the name of Oprah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, got, we need this. It's for the better good. Oh, that's amazing. I, I love the one. I think this was quite popular when It's one of your first ones, I think. One of your first pictures where you're in Spain and Colombia and like you have her, your arm like, yeah. around Becca. Oh, yeah. And Thank it's like two you. different locations. But yeah. it's like edited so well. It looks so seamless. I do want
2: to point out that one was not even Photoshopped. What? Was not even Photoshopped.
0: It, it, was, just it just works. It just works. Some of them.
2: Yeah. Work.
1: Yeah. And if that's when, not a sign.
2: When those happen, we'd be like, oh man.
0: Yeah. It's the like, magic.
1: This, right? feel,
2: this putting photos together feels great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It's
1: nice when you have like that perfect angle. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do Photoshop them, but it's rare. And if we do, it's sometimes like if there's my back and Becca's back were very different like lengths or like, heights. I don't know, heights. heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Right. Like, <laughs> do so, I place my hands? Right. So so yeah like sometimes I'll adjust the height or sometimes if there's one with us both in it I'll like remove a foot so that it feels more natural but it's very minimal photoshopping really.
0: Yeah. yeah. No I think it really captures. You guys really do you enjoy more taking photo pictures of like landscapes, people, animals? Is there any particular like um, category?
2: I think we both gravitate toward landscapes. Yeah. And food and Dan will take pictures of like me like Walking from behind, and I'll also get him. We, be, our funny All the above, okay, right. <laughs> but our funny thing is, we don't really have any photos of ourselves together. It's so really hard. these rare, like, photos of us in the same place at the same time, like with someone else taking it, are like rare. Because
1: it's we, usually with a phone or like, yeah. yeah,
2: something. So,
0: yeah. And the brand really took off. I mean, I think you did a really incredible job. I mean, you got a lot of publicity. You said Oprah Insider did it, uh, so many articles in, in different languages. Like yeah. here we are in front of me. I have a, I'm holding a magazine that's printed something some sp- French. French French there we mm-hmm. go and you guys have an article here so what do you think that like how what do you think the spark came from why, why are people so interested in your story
2: I think because it's very visual and for anyone who's just tuned in and hasn't seen really what we're talking about visually Dan and I have an Instagram account called half half travel and we put photos side by side together to make one image even if they're of different things um And so, yeah, what caught on about this, I think it was that it was something visual that people could follow like it was a story. Um, And during the time when the story really caught on, it was like we had been away from each other for a while and there were a few articles published about us that were like, when will they see each other next? (laughs) And we laughed because we were like, well, I have this ticket to go see you. (laughs) (laughs) But there was like all this dramatic effect, like in a few articles that were published about us and...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was a story. It was something, like, everybody travels and takes photos. Right. And then we did it a little bit differently. So I think I think it was interesting from, like, a PR and, like, article writing situation. Yeah. But, like, it was also, it was, it was us. And, like, it was kind of interesting to see what people's perspectives were about us. Because there's a lot of, like, ghost writing about our feelings about some things. Mm. But, I don't know. It was all a very interesting experience.
0: So what three, yeah. I mean, you guys are sort of... So you guys are seemingly the experts in long distance relationships. So what? Seemingly, yeah. Well, it it's, it's, it's looks it seems like it's working. What three tips would you give uh, for those couples out there who may be entering yeah. a long distance relationship? What's something three? Yeah, three ideas that you experienced that worked for you guys.
2: Um, this is kind of maybe not obvious, but I think start like a project with the person you're dating long distance so that you have something to work on together that you can also maybe look back on when you have become like a couple in the same place again. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's something good to focus on instead of being like, Oh, I miss that person so much. Be like, Oh, I can't wait to talk to them about this next phase and what we're working on.
1: Yeah. It kind of gives you like, like preset talking points and mm-hmm. it like helps drive conversation, but also kind of on that is be like super honest with the person and really open up a good line of communication Which is, I think, good advice for anything, Mm -hmm, long distance or short distance. (laughs) Communication is key. But yeah, Yeah. especially here, you know, if there's anything you're thinking about, it's really good to kind of talk about it. Otherwise, there's a lot of frustration or there's a lot of like mystery and you, I don't know, you you get lost in your own head. But like when you have that open line of communication, I think that's Mm -hmm. a really positive thing. And
2: Mm -hmm. then number three, capitalize on visiting each other. Mm -hmm. Even if it's every three months, four months, Buy that ticket and start planning it because it'll give you something to work forward, so that you have a positive mindset in the next time you'll see that person you love, um, and also equally like planning a trip is kind of like a project together. So yeah, sharing. And once you buy the ticket, yeah.
0: it's, it's the, the, the trip has begun. Right. Yeah. It's already. It's a it, thrill. It's yeah. a thrill. It's Every like, time. Like go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So collectively,
1: you guys have been to how many countries?
2: We think somewhere in the fifties or sixties. Well,
1: like together with overlap, or yeah. how many? So.
2: We've counted. But I think
1: it's thirty-five.
2: It's not thirty-five. Oh. I've been to forty-two countries.
1: And wow,
0: that's insane! But haven't you also? Been yeah, 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 <laughs> I think it's, uh, again, <laughs> yeah. It's like the forty-five range, right, right. Um, which, but still, it's always yeah. it's amazing to always like hear hear it's, that number. But yeah. it's
2: also like age is just a number. Country counting is just a number because people like us have. I spent two years in China, and sure. it's still China.
0: Yes, it is just.
2: Yeah. China, China,
0: China. Yeah, it's true. And I feel like in a way I could go back to some of the countries I've been to in the, in the stage of my life that I am now and yeah. we discover with fresh eyes. Right. So it's just like, it's a whole nother experience. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like so, all the places we've we've overlapped. So mm-hmm. this past trip, we actually went to Europe and that was my second time in Europe. So I visited countries and cities for the second time. Yeah. The experience is totally different. Mm. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was it was familiar. It was mm-hmm. like a neighborhood you know you've been to, but... The experience is always different so. yeah
2: and like we've been to israel multiple times we've been to Colombia three times right okay what else mexico twice three times yeah <clears throat> so
0: wow that's that's a lot of places i mean you've chosen something like you know maybe go to more popular spots but then you also been to places like burma miramar and yeah you know and and so a country like that for example there's a lot of talk right whether to go or even right. to like tibet or to north korea mm-hmm. What what's your take on about like when visiting such countries? Like mm-hmm. do you think like should people should refrain from going because of the situation out there? Like where's the money go to? And yeah. safety, you know, moral ethical yeah. questions. What do you have to say about that?
2: Great question. It's a, con- a question that's come up really often with us going to Myanmar recently um, because we have some friends who don't want to go or friends who asked us like, ooh, Myanmar, isn't it really dangerous there? Right. Um, and I, what I say to that is there are people across the world who are saying, ooh, the USA, like, ooh, lots of crime, lots of guns. Like, isn't it really dangerous there? Sure. So it's totally all relative. And I think what it comes down to for us is going to a place like Myanmar what we realized is there are so many really friendly, like loving, great-minded people there who we were able to support by supporting their businesses and staying in their hostels and you know using mm-hmm. their services. So totally aside from what the government is doing in one area of the country where the tourists don't go, mm-hmm. we felt that by being there we were able to support regular people just like us who need to make a living.
1: Got it. Yeah. 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 And we saw a lot of value in that. So when we went and went to certain markets, people were really thankful that we were there. And also, and especially in Myanmar, it's maybe the case in other countries that are under touristed a little bit, or where tourism is new, but people were generally interested in talking with us. And that's all they wanted. Really? So if you go to a place that's heavily touristed and the language isn't, isn't English or that's not the common language, someone talks to you and you're always kind of in the back of your head like, what do they want? Mm-hmm. But here people would talk with us and that's all they wanted. And they were super happy to say hi. It
0: was just genuine connections. People yeah.
1: from different worlds and
0: cultures coming together and just yeah.
1: Yeah, and chatting.
0: And
2: it's yeah. so amazing to be able to exchange like ideas and greetings with people who across the world have learned English. Mm because you can like tell them where you're from and you can show them places of your home. And we were in this train car showing people photos on our like, you know, our Google phones of like the New York skyline. And they were like, wow, because that's something they can only see on TV. And they're Maybe not going to be able to leave their country for whatever reason. And it feels amazing to be able to have moments like that with people who come from such a different society.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then the opposite spectrum, like going, you know, Miramar is still, I think, a little untouched yet mm-hmm. from the population of tourism and, and travel. But what do you think about like how Instagram's impact or social media's impact on the general whole? And also, travel has gotten a lot more popular over the past decade, yeah. I'd say, um, just from my own life. You know, when I was traveling seven eight years ago a lot of my friends who would never have traveled or starting mm-hmm. to travel or no, the generation below me because you know younger than me or just going out there yeah but with 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 um with travel and the accessibility of it and social media what do you what's your idea towards like you know sunset chasers you know you'll travel a mountain you know you'll travel climb a mountain overnight or through the day and then you'll get there finally to capture the sunset and there'll be like 50 people out there with their phones yeah how do you how do you connect with that
2: I think that and Dan can give his opinion on this as well, but I think that Instagram and Facebook, but really Instagram because Instagram is so visual, has changed our world in a very striking type of way um, where people are marking maps for like the best Instagram spot. And we've even, we're guilty, but we've written articles called the best Instagram worthy <laughs> something and right. like 50 places to take your Instagram in X country. And it's what people want to find. So, in a way we're feeding toward that and we're also using that and for example when i told dan i wanted to go to sri lanka well he said where's that and why do you want to go and i said i've seen beautiful <laughs> i've seen beautiful photos on instagram right, of it and this right. was 3 years ago um so it has totally changed our world but what dan and i like to do is we like we've never been to rome we've never been to paris um, I've never been that's to London. That's fascinating. I'm yeah. so,
0: wow. And th- was that intentional or just never came? He's like, you know, it, I'll do it later. I'll do it with my significant other. Th-
2: yeah, we can always do it later. It's mm-hmm. an
1: easy trip. We yeah. feel like, right. at least now, it's easier to, it's 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 more interesting to go to a place that's a little bit more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And we feel like those places are, are kind of, I don't want to say they're easy to get to, easy to go around, but it's, it's, there's a lot of information about it and there's a big tourist infrastructure.
2: And yeah, going places that are not you know where the the nonstop flights go, and where everyone where there have been tourist tips for forty years. It's so much more rewarding to be able to like do our own research, even if there's not so much available. Like when we went to this place called Jardín in Colombia. Okay. I think we it's a, a colorful village, like four hours southwest of Medellín. And, and we,
0: I was spent the month in Colombia, and yeah. I never I never actually heard of it. I had heard about it to. from like uh-huh. I heard about it
2: from like 3 friends at that time. Yeah. And now again because of Instagram it's becoming a more mainstream village to go to. But at the time, I think I had, like, Googled, like, what is there to do there? And I found, like, two blogs written about it. Okay. If, if you find two blogs written about anything, like, it's not that much.
1: That's not in not yeah. this day and age. No, for sure not. Which right. means good blog content for a blog. <laughs> hey. there you go.
0: <laughs> which I got to give credit to. I mean, you guys have a just a tons, a ton of information up there, which I recommend anybody who's interested in traveling or who's planning on traveling to go check it out because it's – I found the articles you have just written very well, very personal – Just full of information and just fun to read. So kudos to you guys for sharing that knowledge with us. And um, I also just love how creative you get, like you said, with the the titles. And like, for example, some of them is like the – let me see. I got here (laughs) – I mean, well, oh, you got like a 10 and best and worst countries for gluten free travel. Yeah, that's very new. specific. You know, yeah. it's not just about like, oh, the 10, you know, places in the world I'd like mm-hmm. to go or, um, which types of shoes women should wear in certain places. <laughs> it's a real question. <laughs> it's a real question. Yeah, totally. but like, it's, it's a very, I think that's a creative way. Of course, you also have like how to get visas to certain travels or how to travel solo. Um, what would you say actually about traveling solo between mm-hmm. traveling solo and or traveling with a partner? How, what are the pros and cons to either, either scenario? Oh my
2: gosh, what a great yeah. question. So <laughs> traveling
1: solo, I feel like, gives you a lot of flexibility and freedom. So if you want to stay in a hostile dorm bed and you arrive the night, like that night, it's easy to get accommodations for one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a trip to Columbia where I traveled with five people and it was a challenge because, first of all, everybody wants to do their own thing. So finding like a common ground for, at the very least, where to go, where to go to eat, what to see for the day is a challenge. But then finding accommodations for five people is also really hard. True. So when you're traveling solo, you have a lot of flexibility. But then there's also an issue where I personally don't really like it because it's kind of, it's a little bit lonely. So when you travel with one other person, you kind of uh, don't have that loneliness factor. But then you have a little bit less flexibility. But also one really interesting thing is the personalities of people that want to travel solo and are good at it and are good at planning and the people that kind of like to go on the ride. So for me, I don't like the planning as much, but Becca really loves it. I love so I can see where you guys you know show <laughs> up in the relationship, you know, you fill in each other. Yes, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So like for the people that travel solo but are kind of on that backseat driver type of personality, I think there could be challenges where you – get frustrated on finding places to go or Mm -hmm. struggling in that sense. But people that really like to take charge, I think, would maybe excel a little bit more in the solo travel.
2: So my biggest solo travel was across China on my own, all by train. And I stopped along the way to see some friends, like in Beijing. But for the most part, I was totally traveling alone. And I did it alone because I was like, who's going to want to come with me? And I had this time on my hands so that I could travel for six weeks, ending in Malaysia, and, yeah, I mean, it. I think the difference between solo travel and travel with someone else is when you ac- accomplish what you wanted to do on your solo trip, you're like, I did that. Mm. That was only me who did that. And you get all the, like, success from it.
0: Yes. I mean, I found so much joy in – because throughout my life, I traveled to a lot of exotic places, but it was always within the confines of friendship or with, mm-hmm. with, with an organization of sorts. When I was traveling my first time for seven months solo, it just was – it was – I was discovering for who, who I am without anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. cause even with your best best friend, you're showing up as you are with your best friend. Right. Um, so even though they can, you know, they accept you, they love you, and you could be as free as you like, but it's really challenging. And you really get confronted with a lot of things, personal things when you're traveling by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, how friendly am I? Or how, where do I get uncomfortable? Where mm-hmm. even as someone who's outgoing like myself, I found myself being in some awkward situation. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. This is something fresh about me. And I think a big part of it, which, Dan, you, you touched on was the loneliness of like, you know, it came to a point when I was like taking one of those like 14 or 18 hour trains in India. I was just like, just, just going, just going. And, um, my, My iPod died and I I didn't have a phone with me at the time. And so – and I I read my book and I was like done with my books. I just like sat there. I'm like, ooh, my thoughts. You know, there was no more numbing of the thoughts, (laughs) you know. And so I was like, ooh, okay, feelings, emotions. And so it found – so I started journaling and that's – I took up journaling while I was traveling and that was very – that was awesome, therapeutic and awesome Mm -hmm. to look back and see, A, just how my days were and where my mind was emotionally and just fun days. How do you guys, um, you know, talk – like when you – how did you deal with loneliness? Like when you got lonely traveling, what, you know, cause I know a lot of people perhaps may think about traveling solo, maybe adventurous, but mm-hmm. there's that aspect to it. Um, how did you tackle that?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think about times when I would. So I guess one time I was alone in Harbin, China, as I mentioned, where I yeah. kind of ended this solo portion of this longer trip and I went running. Which at the time I didn't really do, but I was like, I have to pass the time somehow and it's nice out. So mm-hmm. I like went for a run, thinking it was the best way to see the city. And it is. Yeah. Unless you're biking, running is next up because you're going faster than walking. <laughs> so so I did that and More then less at- time. At night, I went to a Starbucks, um, to write some postcards. And that was where a local approached me, speaking English, and invited me to hang out with him and his friends.
0: Wow. Yo. Yeah. Yo. That reminds me of China where I, I, cra- I went to a karaoke bar. Um, I had like a few hours to kill to my bus. And I just like, to my bus was taken off and I just went to karaoke bar. And before I knew it, I got invited also to like a, a bunch, like 12 people they are out for someone's birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. We're jumping in there and like life is happening. Like they're celebrating their friend's birthday and like, okay, this man walks in. It was so much fun. We're singing Britney yeah. Spears and <clears> three <throat> doors down. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was nuts. It was a lot of fun.
2: It's also like things that wouldn't happen to you if you were with someone because right. if I had been with a friend, that's less approachable. That's like we have each other, we're doing something or maybe you're even on a date or seeing someone you haven't seen in a while. But if you're alone and like looking totally out of place, yeah. it makes you less intimidating as someone who might want to like you know, start a chat, and also yeah.
0: forces you in a way to get out there and say, mm-hmm. step in, out of your comfort zone. Like, hey, okay, I mean, this is the rest of the day me sitting in the hospital, or let me yeah. go over to some people.
1: Yeah, but that's a good point though about how to kind of fight the loneliness when you travel solo. And I think what you did was a perfect example of how to find something that works. So you took up journaling, where I think like finding a way to to fill your time is something that's valuable. Like, make it more fulfilling. Otherwise. What are you wandering? Like, what are you doing? I don't what know. Are you doing right. So for me, it was walking around, going to some photo spots, uh, like doing a little bit of work, working on a, a side project. But you know that that's how I filled my time. Everybody, I think, like finds their own thing that works really well for them. Mm-hmm. If that's uh, you know, exploring cafes, maybe going to a couple per day, or if that's writing, or if that's taking taking photos, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, that's that's what really worked a lot. Like, it's what worked well for me.
0: Which country surprised <clears throat> <laughs> I'm sorry, <about> that, will. <laughs> We're gonna edit that out. Okay. Um, which country surprised you the most?
2: Oh Probably somewhere we've been recently. I think the, mo- the most surprising countries for me are those that are developing, not the ones that are developed. Mm-hmm. They have fewer surprises. Sometimes. Um, Myanmar was pretty surprising, as was Sri Lanka. I don't think we knew what to expect. I think we were pleasantly surprised in both with the ease of travel and the safety, um, and the wonderful foods we had never really been exposed to, and scenery that we hadn't seen online yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. That we
2: got to discover.
1: Yeah, I think especially Sri Lanka was really interesting because it was very accessible in terms of bus and train, and it made it it was really easy to get from point A to point B. And that was something that was a little surprising to like how accessible all the different areas of the country were, mm-hmm. and also how it was like unpredictable about when some buses were coming. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. So it's kind of like it was interesting to learn how everybody kind of goes about their day to day life. Like yeah. if you have to get somewhere by a certain time, you have to go the day before or something. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist. Yeah. But like right. it was it was very interesting and it was very it was very cool to see how that culture uh, like figures that out for themselves yeah my
0: friend was on a train uh in india and she they were just cruising doing their thing moving at a nice nice place and then automatically the the train just spontaneously stops and then before she knows it, the front cart that's pulling the train the conductor's car just unhatches and takes off Whoa. <laughs> just takes off well erin who knows has to visit a friend perhaps yeah. they hang out there for like i don't know nine ten hours literally yeah. and then the train comes back the locks up and they keep on going Oh, my god! So, I mean, like, there's, like, you know, this the, the adventures, the surprises yeah. of traveling. So, where's a country that you haven't been to yet? And why do you want to visit that country?
2: Okay, that's something we can agree on. So, we're going to say it at the same time. <laughs>
0: One, two, three. Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I beat him to the punch. One, two, three. Ukraine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We want to go to Ukraine.
0: Oh, why?
2: Um, well, not only because you've been there, mayor. But yes. we've heard, we started to hear great things about visiting Ukraine as travelers when we were in Europe last summer Um, we actually heard it from we were in a hostel in Rotterdam the Netherlands yes and just talking to someone who just like talked a lot you know like those solo travelers at the table in the hostel who talk a lot those sure. guys and yeah, I guess types of people you meet in a hostel yeah. you know yeah, Here's that guy yeah that guy yeah Who's
0: the cook, always yeah. cooking the, the, guy. Old guy. <laughs> the old guy the old guy yeah that's right that's right, oh, that's right. Yeah. the guy
2: everyone points at saying he slept loudly he's, um, he snored yeah <laughs> it's snore, that guy for sure, the dorm room totally. um, there was a guy who said my favorite country in Europe is by far Ukraine and I was and I, I think I sat down like mm-hmm. right this and I said tell why. And no one had ever said that before. Right? Yeah. And then we went to Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania where we were much closer geographically to Ukraine. So people started, like, mentioning, like, oh, Ukraine. Like, you could go to Ukraine. It's, like, super safe and, um, like, travel wise i don't want to say it's like untouched it's not but by like travelers from the west it's not like you know people are like oh i dream of going to rome i dream of going to like florence and we're like we dream of going to kiev (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's what makes you guys so interesting right
0: you you like to go to places the more the unbeaten path and discover yeah yeah so ukraine that's amazing so from your, i mean you travel so much you've been around the world you have any uh travel story they'd like to share
1: yeah, I have I have one thing that I think is, is pretty funny that I'll, I'll share. And it's about my favorite jacket that I got when I traveled back to New York in the winter and I didn't have a coat. So I went to Macy's, bought a jacket, wore it in the winter and then brought it back with me through Europe. So I, I, I had this coat for a long time. It was like seen a lot of places. We went to the Canary Islands yeah. in Gran Canaria. February, February. So it, Last year. you kind of need it. I mean, it, it, it's it's nice to have it. It was kind of like a, a lightweight puffer coat. And it was it's it was a pillow. It was great. So we brought it brought you, it with you us. Gotta,
0: you got to buy stuff that just had multiple purposes. Oh, absolutely. You gotta just like, be yeah. Sure. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had this coat and Gran Canaria is a country. It's like an island. And then you can you can drive around. It takes two hours to, to get around the whole country.
2: Even though locals are like, oh, it takes an hour to drive around. We were yeah, like, it takes mm. <laughs> "Yeah,
1: it depends on how you drive. Right. <laughs> so, so it's also
0: stopping photos. Right. Yeah. 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 So
1: like three quarters of the country from 12 all the way around to nine is kind of a highway. And then from nine back to 12 is up and down through a mountain. So that's that's where switchbacks. the... switchback. Like, so oh. that's where the time takes. So we went to this hostel in between that nine and 12 area, which like... I didn't really love driving through, but then after doing it a couple of times, I, I started really enjoying it. So we stayed in a hostel there. I forgot my coat on the chair. Oh,
2: and we had already left. No. We were already back at like
1: one, one on the clock. And <laughs> yeah. I was like,
2: is your jacket in the car? And I think we stopped and you were like, no.
1: And I also never lose anything. So I get, I get like, I really hate it's when I lose part something. Of Dan. That goes like, oh my God, who am I with? I really <laughs> hate losing stuff. <laughs> So, and there was, we had to go all the way back through that up and down switchbacks. And then to get to where we were going, we would have to have gone back through it again. So we we went to get the jacket. So up and down the mountain and then got the jacket up and down the mountain again. And then, you know, back to where we were going. But the funny thing is, so now after I got the jacket, I wore it around for a while. We were back in New York for the the same time in December, actually, for a, a wedding or something we were back for.
2: It was January, and we were back to switch out our clothes and see family.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Becker remembers all these things.
0: Very important things. Very important things so in that order.
1: We you know we had lived here. We have friends here. We have family here. But we decided to stay in a hostel in New York, yeah. in, in Queens. And then we had some friends over for happy hour, and I like left my coat down at the bar by accident. And then I went back the next morning. I was gone.
2: What's so that coat we went back to save a, through all the switchbacks in the mountains ultimately disappears. It's
1: gone. Mm-hmm. Ah,
0: you know it's. It reminds yeah. me. That's that's a great story where um I was leaving, I was flying from Peru to Colombia uh-huh. and I gave in my laundry for the weekend so, yeah. to wash it. And then Sunday, little I'm you know I go up to the laundromat. All my all my clothing are there. Knock on it. It's they're closed on Sundays. No, closed on Sundays. I'm <laughs> trying to give them a call. I hear the phone ringing inside the closed store. Oh, so no. maybe I'll be like, no cell phone, just a store phone and I just have to make a decision of like just letting go it taught me about letting go like it's just clothing you know so I, I landed in Colombia just went to the shop went to the market bought a bunch of new clothing which also worked out because Peru was pretty cold Colombia mm-hmm. was hot so mm-hmm. I was like switching it up and just moving on but yeah, yeah my friend went the next day he picked up all my clothing and just rocked it out for the next month until he had to move to the <laughs> summer warmer Yeah. a good
2: friend oh nice. yeah 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 yeah, it's great. You know, it's,
0: it's all about passing it on. I feel like through travel, it just taught me a lot about letting go, what for really sure. matters, material things. It's being like, patient. Being patient. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so many great lessons.
1: Yeah, yeah it's true. The
0: ten, next next uh, article, the 10 you know, types of practice <laughs> tricks one learns while traveling. It's not a bad article idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just touch quickly on it because you guys really built for yourselves a brand. right? Articles have written up about you. I mean, here we are talking. You guys are really separate yourself from just people who travel. Um, you're really up there, I feel like, you know, with like Lonely Planet and like you really, you sort of like made yourself a niche. Um, So what's it take to to build a brand and how are you consistently doing that today?
2: Mm -hmm. I think our brand started and got traction because we were able to be like different and transparent. Um, And also kind of like, I think what we've decided sets you apart visually from other brands is when you can see, a photo or, you know, a logo or a product that comes from a brand and without even taking a minute, you know who it belongs to. And so we tend to look for that in other photographers we follow on Instagram and other, you know, the products we use from different brands. If you see something, you should know who made it. Um, and so that's kind of how we like to be in terms of our photography style and also how our website looks. People visit our website and it doesn't look like other websites because it is custom.
0: Hey, by Dan, that's yeah. amazing. What don't you
2: do? Yeah, man? that's incredible. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, so you guys
0: customize the website from yeah just
1: ground from nothing. Up? Yeah, so it's built on a custom platform, custom publishing platform. All the images are hosted in like a separate area. It's it's not WordPress. It's not. Squarespace, it's not what everyone else is using, which makes it, you know, able to be one of the fastest websites out there. But also it it lets us publish in a way that really works well for us. Mm. But back on the branding, I think it's, it's also super important to mention that personality is a really important thing to push through in your brand. So if you kind of try to copy somebody else, you know, there's tons of people copying only planet. So we kind of had to find a, a writing style and a photography style and a design. And everything that we do kind of revolves around things that work well for us. And we try to incorporate our personality into everything we do. So writing, the the captions, the like goofy jokes that we try to put out yeah. there here and there. Yeah, and like,
2: like dad jokes with emojis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: very us. <laughs> we try
1: to incorporate that. But also there's a there's a balance of looking like somewhat professional and looking like a place that you can trust and looking mm-hmm. too much like, you know, a, a third grader wrote it. So it's kind of always a balance of of those kind of, th- of, those kind of things.
0: That's great. Yeah. yeah. Moving forward, do you see yourselves like coming out with a half-half travel book or a uh, video aspect, you know, two halves in a video and like living out doing different things or plan trips with you guys, hosting tri- travel trips? Yeah, what, what, what's a... Yeah, great ideas. You can take some, but now, what what, what do you see for the future for Half Half?
1: I mean, those those things are all things that we've we've thought of and talked about. I think one thing that original ideas, (laughs) man,
0: been there, done that.
1: I think one thing that we really think that we can contribute and really help out is is kind of working out some itineraries for people. So one one of the hardest things that we found is before going to a new place, you know, what do you do? You have Mm -hmm. three days somewhere, you have five days somewhere. What does that look like? What can you see? And the the thing that's important to us is always a local experience. So, you know, it's going to the, the famous sites, but it's also seeing a lot of the things that you would see only if you live there. So I think the maybe the next thing that we do is mm-hmm. kind of work on itineraries that satisfy those kind of things. And it's that's kind of important to us.
2: Yeah. And things we've learned from locals. We love connecting with locals um, most memorably. Uh, connecting with a friend in Ireland I hadn't seen in seven years and hadn't really wow. talked to in seven years, who has now become a very close friend of ours because he just visited New York and he took us around Ireland for a day without really even having seen me or like talked to me in so many years and was like, "Yeah, like come in our car, we'll go out for the night and like we'll take you to this place you never would have found." And we were like, "Yes!" That's,
0: oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you met him seven years, seven, seven years prior ago in Thailand. In Thailand. Yeah. yeah. That's the world for you. Yeah. Right. The best. Like yeah. you meet somewhere yeah. and you meet them again their hometown or right. you're traveling along and you meet them like three months later in, the, in a different country
2: right so yeah. we would be really happy to keep sharing like things we've learned from locals um and also being able to relay our secrets of new york to people who want to visit here
1: yeah so when that friend <laughs> came to new york a few months later yeah uh we took him around our favorite places in brooklyn yeah. That like you don't you don't see like
0: just real and authentic
1: yeah I mean you don't see like walk on Fifth Avenue and Park Slope in like a travel guide to New York but like it's a thing that we like to do mm-hmm. and it's a thing that they really respected because it's you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen that otherwise mm-hmm. and we went through Brooklyn Bridge Park which you would see but we walked through the areas that. You know, we're on kind of the outsides and kind of like Brooklyn Heights is a really good place to walk through. Yeah, yeah it's a, and, it's a very charming and we used to live there, yeah. so we uh, so know, you know all little, well. we
2: know all the lanes and stuff.
1: Yeah, like the the secret house in Javalemon—that's yeah. really a, a subway vent. Did you know about that? <laughs> no, I did not. Great video did, like, content. from there. Mm-hmm. Really, I want to get on this tour. This is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we could do
0: like Airbnb experiences.
1: You know, well, we thought of that. Yeah, thought of that? Okay. Well, Becca can speak Chinese and likes Chinatown and Flushing. Yeah. So we've talked about, we've talked about setting it. up an Airbnb experience or something similar for Chinatown Love food tours. Love Maybe
2: that. all the viewers of the podcast can tell us if they'd be interested.
0: Yeah, let us know. Let us know. How could the viewers of the podcast uh, find you guys?
2: Um, so on Instagram, we're half-half travel. That's half-half travel. And then our website is half-half travel.com. On Pinterest, we're half-half travel. And on Facebook, we're half-half travel.
1: And Twitter And Twitter
0: (laughs) All the the All the the above Beautiful guys This was so much fun Thanks for having me Hosting me and sharing your stories Fantastic guys See you around the world You got it You got it Have a great day Have a great day (laughs) You did it You made it through the podcast And for that I thank you Thank you for listening Thank you for supporting this podcast It goes a long way And subscribing to this Really It's truly amazing and I'm so grateful for your support and also all your feedback that I've been getting over these past few weeks since we launched these uh, these episodes have really given me lots of encouragement and, uh, and feedback to knowing what we could do better and what you want to listen to so keep that coming and thank you so much Becca and Dan for coming on the podcast stay tuned next Monday new episode coming your way and until then stay positive be happy I'm Mayor Kay and have a great day